I'm me. I'm this podcast. I'm this song. I'm this intro. Dad, stop. You're embarrassing me. Really? All right. I'm you, Dad. Good call, honey. Great call, actually. Now, newcomers and all, once again, I'm you is just a term to make fun of everything and anything. It's simple terminology that people have caught on to throughout the years, and I'm sure you'll catch on to it easily as well. Okay, everybody, welcome back to the I'm You podcast. I'm your host, Keith Ernst. Now, I can't tell you the blow up of downloads from season one I had while I was off recording my NFL podcast for Chop Sports. So before I was going to dive back into season two, um, I decided to take a look at the server where I, where I upload my uh, podcast to. And what they do is they take the episode, the server, and then they distribute it to, you know, all the podcast platforms from Apple to Spotify to whatever you listen on, listen on, right? And I looked at my numbers. I was like, dang, I'm that. The last seven days was 350 downloads, 351 downloads the last seven days. I haven't done an episode since June 18th is the last time I did an episode, everyone. Okay, so top 10 regions in the United States, California is number one. Florida is number two, which I'm a little disappointed in, guys. Come on, I'm that. I'm you. I'm from Florida, right? Well, I'm from Jersey. I'm from West Virginia. I'm from all over. But, you know, I claim Plantation, Briar County, South Florida. How is California beating us? Come on. And then I go down. I see top 10 countries. So, obviously, United States is number one. But I got a shitload in Germany. Then it goes Spain, United Kingdom, Japan, Russia. Don't know how I feel about that one. Georgia, Canada, Mexico, and Australia. Those are the top 10 countries. So, I'm you is being said, hopefully, in a lot of different languages, okay? And then it also got me thinking, before I get into season two, I wanted to give the listeners, you know, new and old, a quick compilation of our greatest um you calls in season one. You know, cut out all the bullshit, and I put them together in a four-episode package, okay? And lead us into a smooth transition. I'm smooth, by the way. You can basically see where this show stands and the direction it's going in. If you're going to be like, I'm him, I don't want to listen to this... Or, or I'm his voice, he's annoying. And I don't care if you disagree with me. I would love to have a conversation with you. I don't hate you. And I think that's a problem we have in today's world. And especially in America where, you know, you don't agree with someone, you go straight to insults and you just don't want to be friends with them anymore. And that's, that's not the way it should be. This will be a lot of fun. So here's part one of our greatest calls from season one of the I'm You podcast. All right, I'm this. Okay, so... There's a kid's animated series called Bluey. It's a huge, huge hit globally. Um, It's about a puppy, a cartoon puppy named Bluey and his family and friends, which consists of all different breeds of puppies and dogs and pretty much depicts your everyday modern family life and has constructive parenting messages, things like that. Sort of like a Daniel Tiger for us older parents, if you remember. Tiger-tastic! Now, why am I bringing this up? Because humans ruin everything. So now Bluey, the cartoon dog animated series, is being criticized and currently trying to be canceled for not having any, and I quote, disabled, queer, poor, gender diverse, dogs of color, and single parent dog families. And I'm that. (laughs) What the? So basically they're saying that these preschool kids need to, you know, be exposed to real life, you know? I mean, you just can't let these kids learn basic ethics and manners from a cartoon dog, all right? No, you gotta bring your woke, I'm better than you, social justice warrior, clown, progressive opinions and views into it. I'm you. Look, you can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! I mean, this is just insane, but so was calling the Muppets offensive because, you know, probably Gonzo from the Muppets only liked to fuck Muppet chickens, I guess, and no other Muppet, so he was kind of like racist and biased against other Muppets. I can't 
deny it was love at first Now, I can handle all this in one episode of Bluey to appease the woke mob. So I'm going to help out the writers here, okay? I'm going to help you out right now. So here's the episode I wrote. Now, please take in mind that I'm using actual characters from the show. I'm not making these characters up, all right? So just keep that in mind as I describe my Emmy award-winning episode here. Now, into Bluey land. Bluey's dad, Bandit, is driving his cartoon dog family to the Museum of Tolerance. But then he finds out the real reason why Bluey's friends call him Bluey. It has nothing to do with him being blue. It has to do with him blowing all the dogs in the neighborhood. Bluey's cartoon dog mom named Chili praises Bluey for coming out of the closet at the preschool age of six years old. Which Boys and Girls is technically 42 years old in dog years. Bandit agrees with Chili and they tell Bluey that they love him no matter what. And then, BAM! Suddenly, they're hit by a drunk driver. Now, kid, now kids need to be exposed to real life. So let's just let's just keep this going. All right, all right. Now, Bandit, the cartoon dog father, is decapitated because he forgot to wear his seatbelt, boys and girls, and his dog sister Bingo is paralyzed. It seems she had her seatbelt on, but her cartoon dog collar got caught on the seatbelt and broke her neck. Now you have Chili, who's now a single mom and only works part time as an airport security guard, who can barely make ends meet. Bam. So now we've got a single parent who's poor and has a gay cartoon dog son um, and a disabled daughter. And this is all within the first three minutes of the episode. So I'm not done. Let's get back in. Now, Bluey goes over to his best friend's house, Lucky. Bluey's still sad about the accident, but Lucky is his best friend. They're having a lot of fun. And Bluey starts blowing him. And as he's blowing Lucky, he notices that Lucky had his tail removed. So Bluey asks him in a cute, innocent six-year-old cartoon dog voice. Why would you have your tail removed, Lucky? Lucky tells him he no longer identifies as a dog, but as a starfish. Now, Bluey thinks that's amazing and supports his starfish transformation and continues to blow him. You know why, boys and girls? Because whatever Bluey the cartoon dog starts, he finishes, which is a great lesson for five-year-olds. You know, but why stop there, right? Because it's real life. Let's keep going. So Chili, the single parent, becomes a raging alcoholic, and Bingo becomes a crackhead, never being able to cope with the fact that she's in a wheelchair now and the fact that she can no longer lick herself or chase her own tail. Okay, so my woke checklist here for Bluey the cartoon dog. Disabled, check. Queer, check. Poor, check. Gender diverse, check. Single parent dog families. Now, the only one I'm having a problem with is the dogs of color because looking at the cast of cartoon dogs, they're all different colors already, from white to black to brown. I mean, there's even one with like 15 colors on its fur, and I'm that, by the way. But so I don't know what they're talking about. But then I realized something. Once again, these woke people who are trying to fight racism are in fact being racist themselves. Because there's only one way to distinguish the human race of the cartoon dog. <laughs> I'm that. I just, this is so, <laughs> and that is by its accent, okay? So basically, they're saying that all the dogs talk like they're white. Hmm, because they talk in complete sentences and are grammatically correct. Is that why? Are you saying black people and other minorities don't talk that way? I'm you, okay? So they want to stereotype an accent on some of the dogs to show other races, I guess. And I'm that. Like, that's exactly what the Simpsons did and got in trouble for it with a poo. <laughs> Who needs that quickie mark? I do. 
Now listen to me, white woke people, once again, just all woke people, all right? Just stop complaining. Quit being the miserable party crasher, all right? You're not saving the world, you're not. And you're not more enlightened than everybody else. And you're not better than everybody else. Just stop. One more time, just stop. You know who these really crazy progressive lefties remind me of? The overzealous boyfriend or girlfriend. Now, I've heard this mostly from ladies who think it's super sweet at first, but then it just becomes annoying and just way too much. You know, the boyfriend who constantly buys you flowers, sends you cards, shows up at your work unexpectedly to take you to lunch. It just becomes overbearing that it's no longer romantic, but just annoying. Now, where am I going with this? This behavior I'm describing is currently your white progressive left-leaning tools, all right? And the way they act towards minorities as they try to prove they're not racist as an overzealous boyfriend tries to prove his love. It's like, just stop. You don't need to keep trying to prove it by tearing down statues, canceling Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima, fighting tooth and nail to get rid of the Redskin name because you are offended for somebody else. And that's the truth, okay? Look it up. A good majority of Native Americans did not want the name taken away. But guess what? The white, woke college student did so. See you later, and I'm that. Then the overzealous boyfriend starts to think that you can't live without them, right? You need their help for everything. And this was on full display during the new voting law. The crazy left actually came out and said, this is going back to the Jim Crow days. Do you guys know the Jim Crow days where, you know, black people weren't allowed in hotels and restaurants where white people were and separate bathrooms and separate water fountains and just, you know, all that, all those horrible things. This is what they related this bill to, okay? And the crazy thing about it is actual black people that lived through the Jim Crow period pretty much told these people, I'm you, you're full of shit. You have no clue what you're talking about. But regardless, I wanted to hear why, because th that, that was a shocking comment. And I wanted to hear why. why. Why would they say something like that, you know? And their responses blew my mind, all right? These white libtards actually said, and most believe that not all black people have IDs or better yet, know how to get one? It's like, it's too intricate for them to figure it out? Now, once again, here's the overzealous boyfriend who thinks he needs to show up at a club on girls' night because he doesn't believe his girlfriend can handle herself. And then countless white progressives also said, black people don't know how to use the internet. Like this thought process by the left is very reminiscent to the famous Joe Biden comment. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Yes, he said that. So that's when I started like really thinking like, what makes them think this way? And that's when I realized the majority of people who think this way never went to school with minorities. And if they actually went to school with minorities, how many were they actually friends with? You know, where you actually laughed and cried, you know, and hung out with, I mean, just, you know, all the things about life, you know, that, 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 you, that you go through with a friendship. I really truly believe they don't understand that we're actually the same. The majority of these people who act this way these libtards grew up and went to white schools and are only getting their information from movies and TV shows and biased news networks. I'm just all of it. I'm all of you. Just stop. I, 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 I'm, I'm really going to lose my mind over here. So, and I'm that and I'm me. Straight white male, hate myself. Mad that my skin's so pale. Got white privilege so I cannot fail. The world told me I'm evil still. I break the law but I escaped the jail. My diet only mayonnaise and kale. I went to school and I paid my taxes. I used to grammar, I'm bad as hell. 
I'm not a Nazi. I like black people, black Jesus, black Santa, black coffee. I'm not a racist. I like Hispanics and Negroes and natives and Asians. Black power says I'm the problem. Girl power says I'm the issue. Gay rights think I'm trying to stop them. I'll let y'all trip and I'll get you some tissues. Y'all have been painting me villainous. I'm not the one setting fire to your villages. I'm not the man that is raping and pillaging. I do not care if my neighbors are immigrants. The first topic I want to get into is BLM. And I don't want to talk about the actual movement, okay? Because nobody wants to look at facts and on that or stats. And on that, they just want you to follow their narrative. But on them being nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize Award, on that, okay, that's like, that that makes absolutely no sense to me. And it's got to be called. I mean, here's some previous winners, okay? Gandhi, Dalai Lama, Martin Luther King, Mother Teresa. I mean, you're talking about a movement and organization that caused $2 billion in damage with complete havoc and chaos throughout the country. So on that, I'm not saying they don't deserve some award, okay? Maybe if there's an award that's, maybe if they had like a, I don't know, an, I'm gonna fuck you up because I'm tired of this shit award, maybe. I think that would make more sense for BLM and on that, but yeah, I could see that. Not saying I agree with that, but I could, that makes a lot more sense. But the Nobel Peace Prize, really? I mean, are they forgetting what the word peace means in Nobel Peace Prize? Maybe they think peace means, you know, a piece of a small business owner's head that was just bashed on the sidewalk in front of his own business. Maybe that's what they think peace means. And on that, it just doesn't make any sense for them to be not. I'd be like David Duke being nominated for the NAACP award or fucking Bill Cosby being nominated for the National Woman Association Award. I don't, I just made that up. I don't even know if that exists. I mean, maybe, maybe Jared from Subway can win the Kids' Choice Award for Man of the Year on Nickelodeon. I mean, I'm that. Wait a second. So it looked out. So Gandhi did not win. I'm sorry. I misread that. Gandhi did not win the Nobel Peace Prize. I apologize for that fake news, but he was nominated several times and he never won. So that actually is a call in itself on that. On if BLM wins, in this world, this could happen. BLM will win a Nobel Peace Prize, but Gandhi didn't. And on that, if you don't understand that call, then I don't know what to tell you, okay? That's like in an alternate universe, say for the Oscars that The Godfather never won, but Kangaroo Jack did with the talking kangaroo. And on that, that's the call. And if you don't understand I'm you, then there's a great example right there. So I want to get into the Gina Carano uh, getting canceled um, topic because uh, she was canceled for making a Holocaust comparison to our political parties. And uh, she was kicked off the hit show Mandalorian for it. And on that, and the reason on that is because we just dealt with four years of constant comparisons to Hitler, to the Nazi party, to the Holocaust, all about Trump all referring to Trump from so many celebrities to CNN to they all did it. The View and I'm The View, by the way, I'm The View I, I, that fucking show. Geez. First of all, they should insert the words one sided in between the and view because but when you think about it, it's like, well, it is kind of never mind the view. It makes sense. The view because it's not the views plural. It's the view and it's one view of a bunch of cackling hens spewing shit up on stage and I'm them. Oh, that shit. And I'm, I'm every time they make a point, like every time they think they make a point, you know, and the crowd's like, Wee! everyone's clapping. Wee! Yay, I'm you. Stop clapping. Get a fucking job, please. And the point wasn't that great. I'm here. I'm here. Wee! 
I'm you. And seriously, why aren't you working? Why are you in an audience right now clapping? Get your fat asses out of the audience and get a fucking job. And I'm Joy Bear and I'm all of them. And that's how it is. They'll be up there and be like, you want to talk about racism and, and, a, and a horrible country? <laughs> Look at America right now. Whee! Oh, is it so bad that you're in an air-conditioned studio? You probably just had a fucking Starbucks. You just went to yoga right before the goddamn show. I'm you. And I'm all of you, get a fucking job. And yeah, and I just went completely off topic. And I'm me, all right? All right, so let me get back to what I was, I was saying. Um, So Gina Carano. Okay, so another thing that bothers me about this whole thing is her co-star, Pedro Pas Pascal or Pascal, and I don't know how to pronounce his name. And I'm that, I really don't care because he's a fucking douchebag. But I'm, I'm him and he plays, by the way, he plays the generic Boba Fett on the, on the Mandalorian show. And he did the same thing in 2018. And to me, his was worse. I mean, at least Gina Carano's was a bit ambiguous. She doesn't mention like Republicans or Democrats at all. It's more like, you know, this is what they did in Nazi Germany. And this is what can happen here. Pretty much what she was saying. Um, all right. Generic Boba Fett over here posts a meme that says, hashtag, this is America. Okay. And it's a picture of Germany, 1944 with Jewish kids who are most likely gassed and starved by the way, in the Holocaust. And then under that picture is I'm looking at it right now is another picture that says pretty much America 2018. And it's these kids in cages. All right. And here's the kicker and I'm kicker by the way, here, here it's the picture he posted of the kids apparently claiming that this was taking place in America. It was actually a picture taken in 2011 of Palestinian kids. And I think they said it was a soup kitchen and I'm that. But guess what? Pedro Pascal, the Bobo Kmart generic Boba Fett gets to keep his job because he's an adamant socialist libtard that he himself has confirmed by the way. Well, not the libtard part, but definitely the socialist part and I'm him. And let's not get into Nick Cannon too. Actually, let's get into Nick Cannon, all right? Who was never fired from Fox and the, and the Masked Singer and on that. And his comments were awful. What he said, if you guys don't know, he was in an interview and here's the cliff note version of it. He basically said, all white people are evil and all Jewish people are evil. And he admits to being a fan of Farrakhan. And if you guys aren't familiar with Farrakhan, here's one of Farrakhan's most famous quotes. Um, people call me Hitler. That's a good name to be called. Hitler was a great man. All right. So now you have Nick Cannon with all the shit he did, okay? Who was never fired from Fox, never, but he was fired from Viacom CBS, but they actually just hired him back. And I'm that, by the way. But Gina Carano's uh, uh, tweet was nothing compared to what either of these two said or did. And here's what I actually believe. And I know this is gonna sound kind of crazy, but I don't think Nick Cannon should be canceled. I don't think generic Boba Fett should be canceled. I don't think Gina Carano should be canceled, obviously. I don't think Roseanne Barr should be canceled. But what I think should happen, which would be great, is if the people decided. And when I say that, you take Roseanne Barr's horrible generic joke that she tweeted out. And what you do is, is if people were really offended by it and they really think she's a racist and they really think these things, they're not gonna watch the show anymore. And when her numbers drop, then you go to her, you know what, take a hike. That's how it should be with all these, even Nick Cannon, all of them. And that's just, that's just what I believe, you know, because, but that's not happening. And that's the problem. I'll give you an example. Okay. It's like chewing gum in class. I always thought you could chew gum in class. I never thought it was that big of a deal. Okay. Now say I'm in middle school and Miss, Miss McNamee's class. Okay. Miss McNamee's like, Keith, go to the office. You're chewing gum. 
And I'm like, I think you should be able to chew gum. I'm gonna throw it in the trash when I'm done. No, go to the office. I already told you, you can't chew gum, go to the office. So I go to the office on a referral. I get paddled by Mr. Moore for chewing gum. I come back to the, I come back to the classroom and I'm sitting there and I see somebody else chewing gum. Wow, and she's not kicking that person out. Now, do I believe that you should be able to chew gum in class? Absolutely, but guess what? She should be going to the fucking office too. And I'm that, Miss McNamee, I'm you. And I'm you, by the way, and I'm your breath, by the way. You had the worst breath ever, Miss McNamee, but you're probably passed away, God rest your soul. You know, you, you just can't do that. You gotta go straight across the board or don't do it at all. Even if it was straight across the board, like I would still be upset, but I think it would be better if it was, you know, because then there's no, then you know where you stand. You know, it's almost like, okay, you're allowed to say certain things and you can't get fired if you believe in or follow a certain agenda or vote for a certain person. But if you vote for this person and you say the same exact thing, you're gone. See what I'm saying? It's just not right. It's just not right. And I'm that, and I'm generic Bubba Fett. And I'm Miss McNamee failing me and me still having a grudge. I'm the maker of Dove dropping the word normal from all its products because it hurts people's feelings to read the word normal on soap, skin moisturizers, etc. Here's my thing though, why stop there though? You know, soap in itself can be offensive. You know, say you get dust on you, dirt, paint, whatever color paint or whatever on your skin, you're gonna remove that from your skin with soap because you're a racist who only likes your skin color? But I'm Dove taking the word normal off of all their products. So, so what I gather is everybody's skin's different, right? Your skin can be dry, your skin can be oily. So normal, I I'm think, is basically somebody who doesn't have either or between or whatever. But I'm not really sure who has a problem with this because your skin, no matter what color you are, can change texture due to weather and other things. And I'm whoever thinks this is going to make them feel better about themselves. Because if this hurts you to read the word normal, on soap, you have absolutely no chance at making it in life. And I'm hoping it wasn't men complaining because believe it or not, we prefer a stronger non-normal cleansing soap with combined lauric and myristic acids ranging from 20% to 35% above the normal skin. So if you're removing the word normal from any men complaining about this, please remove their dick and balls too while you're at it. Learn more about toxic masculinity, how it appears in our culture and in ourselves. Now on to Prince Harry and his wife, Princess Wokahannes, all right? Now, first off, I'm the royal family in general. Whenever somebody brings up anything about the royal family, I literally care about that as much as my wife explaining to me the last episode of Firefly Lane she just watched. I don't care. Not only that, can you think of anything less American than a family just living off the taxpayers for generations and generations without having to get a real job? I mean, our forefathers despised that and destroyed that attitude on the battlefield for a reason. But as much as I despise them, I think I despise this Meghan Markle lady more because you knew what you were getting into. I see right through this facade of victimhood and virtue signaling she's doing here. And let's not forget, she was an actress who craved fame and attention and never got there because all she got was bit roles here and there. And ever since she got married to Prince Bitch Made Harry over here, She's had more fame than she could ever imagine. And the more noise she makes, the more famous she becomes. But this time, guess what? She's not doing it. She's doing it for the people. Yeah, she, that's why she's doing She's doing it for the common people. I'm you. You're doing this for yourself. Ferris Bueller, you're my hero. 
And also on them saying they, they wanted to break off from the royal family because they wanted to live with the common people. Then they backed that up by buying a nine bedroom, 16 bathroom house in California, by the way. You know, just like a common person would. Huh? I mean, honestly, come on, people. You need 16 bathrooms in case the other 15 are taken during your Royal Taco Tuesday party you have every week. I'm you thinking you're living with the peasants. I'm you. Not only that, they're basically saying they, they hate the royal family, can't stand them, despise their way of life. Yet I'm them signing a very lucrative Netflix deal that they would have never gotten if they weren't part of that family. But here we go. Here are some of the claims that Princess Rapunzel made, okay? Being mean to her on the internet. I'm that, really? Well, holy fuck, lady. I hate to tell you, but you want to feel common? Welcome to the party, okay? Leave your coat and feelings at the door, please. Welcome to the party, pal! And then she explained how tough it is with the names they are called on the internet. Like, when Kate Middleton was called Weighty Katie. I'm her getting upset over a garbage pail kid name, right? Just stop. Nobody feels bad for you. And last but not least, I'm Prince Harry, AKA Prince Bitch Made. This motherfucker here, you, you let this bitch come after your family and rip them to shreds in a live interview? Like what a total disrespect. Any stand-up person, male, female, gender neutral potato head, would not sit there and let their family get eviscerated by somebody who's been in the family, barely been there, been there for a cup of coffee, or should I say a small tea? But if you actually watch the interview, you will see how uncomfortable Prince Bitchmaid is as she's talking. Literally, like he's watching somebody beat the shit out of his brother or some close family member or live in a UFC fight. I mean, you could just see the generations and lineage of royal blood just boiling under his skin. But Prince Bitchmaid does nothing as she steamrolls his family like the Kool-Aid guy bursting through a wall. Oh yeah! I'm making a prediction. When she is through bashing and destroying, or at least trying to destroy the royal family, I'm her divorcing him for her final victimhood performance. Okay? And cashing in. Can you imagine if she does take down the royal family? You know, something that kingdoms and armies and you know, generations, 1200 years, the royal family has been around and it's managed to be taken down by a woke American. <laughs> and people think the cancel culture isn't, you know, isn't dangerous. Let me tell you something. If it takes down the royal family, this thing is not stopping. And I'm that. Okay, everybody, that's going to do it for part one of the greatest calls slash hits, I guess, right? Of the Amu podcast season one. And season two is right around the corner. So click subscribe. And if you don't, I'm you.